1: That's nothing. Welcome to Into the Twilight. We're here. We really appreciate all of your backhanded compliments. Um, <laughs> we will take them and honor them and we won't be bitter about them. Absolutely. That's a guarantee. That's that's <laughs> so true. <laughs> Speaking of Twitter, we have an amazing guest with us this week. Just continuing to bring on bangers onto the show.
0: Seriously. Just
1: like... Hit after hit, one would say. Just, <laughs> you would think that there's no way to like get... Better and better guests, and yet, like, it keeps happening. And I'm so excited <laughs> that we have the fantastic Shay here with us Woo! this week. Welcome, Twitter icon, legend, oh, star. God.
2: maybe I don't know, true like
1: <laughs> NBA connoisseur.
2: <laughs> oh, I just speak my mind, which is probably bad, like, 83% of the time. So, that's yeah, hey.
1: <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the right. space. <laughs> if nothing else, you are allowed to speak your mind here um, and block anyone else who says Thank you. Says I love that. It, so. yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. For anyone who has the audacity to not know who you are, could you just introduce yourself a little bit? I hate this question. I'm going to be honest. I hate saying that to other people.
2: <laughs> no, but... I get that. I also, like, hate answering it only because, like, I feel like I can write about anyone else and I can talk mm. about anyone else, but then I'm like, oh myself? Like it doesn't matter.
0: Like, um, who am I? You know? Yeah. Like,
2: like what does that even mean, being? Right. Do we do we have to
1: go there all the time? I hate being known and existing. Yeah, yeah. I it agree. It
2: sucks. Like I just want to disappear sometimes and whatever. But anyway, yeah, my name is <laughs> Shay Vassar. I am a writer. I do a lot of other things. I'm currently a master of legal studies student, learning a lot of history and tribal law. So I'm also a citizen of Cherokee Nation. So a lot of what I write about is about indigenous representation in media, which Mm -hmm. for the most part has been
1: eh, so,
2: you know, not so great. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. sure.
2: But yeah, I also watch a lot of movies. I'm a big Oklahoma City Thunder fan for anyone that knows what that is. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's me. I also really like animals. I don't know. I just felt like throwing a random one out there, but yeah, animals are cool.
1: Hell yeah! <laughs> Little fun fact, yeah. <laughs> I have a really important follow up question that has nothing to do about what you're studying, but about animals. Yeah. What is the most annoying animal?
2: Oh my god! Oh, well, okay. So my neighbor that lives below me, she's like the only one that we've been in contact with since quarantine, because we're in our Mm. Brooklyn apartment. And she's really great. But sometimes like we go and we drink with her. And when she drinks, she doesn't always get her words right. And she learns everything from Facebook. So like, for example, she tried to tell me she was talking to the real Mel Gibson. And I was like, Uh, well, (laughs) I I have a feeling it's not and she showed me, and his name was Mill Gebson.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, no. And I oh, promise this I'm is sorry. sorry to this man.
2: I'm <laughs> right? I'm like, and on his thing it says, like, the real guy. Like, definitely the real guy. And I'm like, Marie, this is not the real man. Like, there's no way. Um, but in the same conversation, after we were drinking a little bit more, um, she told me that there was this weird thing she found on TikTok. She said it was like a a Worcestershire animal and we were like that can't be what it's called (laughs) and so last time
1: I checked that was a sauce and not an animal exactly
2: and she's like no google it and I was like I'm not googling a Worcestershire animal like that's (laughs) not it at all and then she finally went inside and got her phone because they're sitting out in the her backyard patio and it was a wombat she had found (laughs) wombat on tiktok and would not stop stop showing us videos and pictures and so they really scared me because they just look really odd. Usually I like odd animals. That one just is a little bit too weird for my liking so that's probably what I'm going
0: to say is the most annoying animal. I will only be calling Wombats for
1: animals from forever now. That's, that's it. That's all that matters to me. Oh my god. This is like every TikTok of a white boomer trying to say Chipotle. Right. And they say everything but Chipotle. Yeah. What the fuck? One of the things we try to bring into this space, Shay, is a happy thing from our week. Um, especially Ooh. since the change of things this year and shit has just like completely hit the fan. Um, is there a happy thing that has happened to you this week or recently?
2: Um, Oh God. I know that sounds bad that I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. (laughs) Nope.
1: That's it's not. (laughs) Listen, it takes me
0: so long to come up with anything every week. I'm like, Oh,
2: Oh, I got ice cream delivered yesterday and that was really cool
0: because
2: it's really hard to find the specific flavors I like In my neighborhood, I really love mint chocolate chip ice cream, and so does everyone else in my neighborhood. So it's always sold out at every store. But last night I got Ben and Jerry's chocolate cookie or mint cookie. So it's like mint chocolate chip, but with cookies in it, and it changed my life. So
1: oh oh my god, yeah, that that was it. That sounds amazing. Thank you so much. Yes. Wow, Cody, how the hell are you doing? And what is the most annoying animal? Oh my gosh, I love that we're now just doing icebreakers. I love that, this <laughs> and, like, that we play in the
0: space. I am doing well. I I dyed my hair the other day, so I'm back Ooh. to like, full green moment. I feel home, you know? It feels right. RIP, half and half hair. Second time we did it for like a year, and she's gone.
1: <laughs> you finally First matched piece. our fucking podcast
0: icon for once. I know. <laughs> My hair was that when we had our podcast audio, and then immediately I changed it, (laughs) which I felt really bad about. (laughs) On most annoying animal. (sighs) Yeah. I feel like it's really easy to say, like, especially coming from, like, New York, like, that pigeons suck, but I'm actually, I'm a big pigeon supporter. I don't, I don't want to hate, because they also, it's so easy to hate on pigeons, you know, like? Oh, definitely. Bottom of the barrel, like, come on, that's not inventive. I don't know. I feel like any bird, I'm not... I don't vibe particularly well with, like, parrots. And I mean, people like, pet birds and stuff. I'm just, like, in your home? In your home, being that loud and, and saying <laughs> things back to you? In your home? You love that? In your home? <laughs> they don't even pay rent and you let them talk back <laughs> to you? <laughs> yeah cats i get all the other animals i get taking up space they bring a lot of you know joy and pleasure and variety uh birds though you know i support that
1: because i don't trust birds for a split second yeah you have like a full like conspiracy with birds you're like hitchcock fucked me up with that it's real true. early oh yeah Mm-mm. nope way too developmentally young to watch Mm-mm. nope mm-hmm. i don't trust them. yeah i feel that and- I can't even think about them. And now I live somewhere where I see seagulls all the time. God damn it. Right. I don't, they do work for the bourgeoisie. They are a trap. Yeah. They are meant to hurt people. I am convinced of it. And no one will convince me otherwise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, the most annoying animal are small dogs. Um, because they are always out to get people. They are, they just always want to pick fights. And I don't trust them. It's true. Um, it's true. I used they're to just, They just sit. have so
0: much hubris, you know. Like they're just yeah. like they, Dude. they look at anyone, and they're like, "I could take them down." And you're like, "No,
1: you can't." I just there's so much gusto, you right. know, <laughs> for something that you could pick up with your hand and right. just like <laughs> yeah. throw, which you yeah. would never because it's an animal. But like, uh, hello, right? <laughs> yeah, I used to pet sit small dogs all the time, and they would just at any point walking down the street, they would just be like, "Oh yeah, I could fight that." I was like, "No, yeah. no, you could not." <laughs> hello stop, <laughs> um, which is how I am on the streets all the time of like, oh, yeah, I could fight that person. But like, I have the sense to be like, no, 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 no. I'm doing great. Love to hear In it. the sense that like, you know, school's going. Sure. So I'm exhausted. And the West Coast is just like on fire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, but other than that, you know, I'm all right. My happy thing this week, which y'all dunked on me for, but... <laughs> I'm standing in my truth. No, please. (laughs) Uh, Is this thing that was going around on Twitter, a little agricultural moment, some might say, of a video of a a little bush just being groomed and shaken around (laughs) a whole bunch. And this was brought to my attention by my partner, um... A couple days ago, when I saw it going around, he was just, like, giggling about it. And I was like, what do you do? Are you laughing about a bush? What are you doing? <laughs> um, and then I watched it, and I was mesmerized by it, because I just thought, like, oh, I wish that was me. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my head. Um, oh, to be just, so smooth. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, what a life to imagine that, like, I my brain could be just shooken around <laughs> a little bit like that. Ooh, it reminds
0: uh, me of those, um, those like, giant spheres outside of a target.
1: <gasps> yes, yes that's the first
0: thing i thought of was the target balls. they're there for no reason whatsoever purely aesthetic they do nothing except for kids jumping on them and like hitting themselves but i'm like for is real? that is that how they do it do they just give them a little <laughs> razzle dazzle <laughs> their spears now in front of a
1: target no i just really want someone to go up to one of the target balls and just shake it a little bit <laughs> Target balls deserve razzle-dazzle, too. It's true. It's true. They haven't Especially been when loved they... in a minute, you
2: know? Yeah, they probably need a good cleaning. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Especially yeah. after they've seen so many nuts, you know what I mean? Oh, God. Like, they deserve they deserve that love. I don't really support corporate companies like that, but they, the balls have yeah. seen a lot. Don't go to yeah. the target. Just hang out outside of a Target <laughs> <laughs> With the balls. With the spears. <laughs> god that was a lot of my youth if i'm being honest seriously just going into the target starbucks and then just like like, hanging around outside dude i have a permanent scar on my body
0: because like when i was a kid i like tripped in in the target parking lot (laughs) (laughs) no cody yeah yeah. It oh sits there forever. It happens. Shit happens, you know? Life comes at you fast. Yep.
1: Oh wow. That's a piece of your history that I did not know, but it yeah, really just Earth. adds to that <laughs> angst.
0: <laughs> really makes sense of like who I am as a person, you know.
1: <laughs> it really connects a lot of dots. She amongst other reasons of us bringing you on here because you are a fantastic person one of the other reasons we brought you on here is because you have a history with twilight and so we wanted to discuss that with you and so so if you could tell us a little bit more about like when did you first engage with twilight what were your feelings then and how if at all um have those feelings changed to the present day
2: oh so okay twilight i grew up in Literally the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. Like, even my friends at school, their parents didn't want to drive out, which realistically, it was only like maybe five miles to where my house was because it was just too far out. And so I read a lot. I mean, I also liked reading. My parents were super duper Christian. So, a lot of times, the books that I wanted to read, if they knew it had some kind of like dark, Issue with it, uh, aka Harry Potter. I would sneak other book covers on like hardbacks. Oh my gosh! In got order, okay. to read them, I got really crafty, and um, I had to do that with Twilight because at first my mom didn't really care because it, the internet wasn't quite what it is today, to where you can just like Google and know exactly like what a story's about, the parental mm-hmm. guidelines, all of that. So my mom didn't mm-hmm. really know, but then I said something about how it's vampires. And like she got really weirded out. I read the first book maybe when I was in like seventh grade. Like everyone was reading it, so why wouldn't I read it? And then I moved to Florida from Oklahoma. (laughs) It was like right around when, you know, Breaking Dawn was coming out and like the movie was also like about to be released in theaters. So I was going into high school when like the movie was about to come out and if you read a certain amount of books, you got to go on a field trip to go see the movie. And I wanted to go because like the person I had a crush on was going. And then I was like, I already saw the movie, but I just want to go anyway. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I like I was the perfect age for this when it was coming out. You know, um, I didn't know a lot about romance outside of young adult fiction, and it's young adult fiction for the most part, I loved it. But I hated both of the actors that were cast. And I remember telling people, Edward is not cute, like, in the movies. (laughs) He is not what I pictured (laughs) at all. And Taylor Lautner talks weird, and it takes me out of the movie. So maybe that's, Mm. like, the beginning of my film criticism. I don't know. Since then, I have, like, rewatched the movies. I think I saw all the movies in theaters, even though I, like, acted like I didn't like them. But, yeah, so I've, I've read everything as it came out, watched the movies as they came out, and uh, I guess that makes me a fan? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's wild that you were, and like, in Florida, seeing the movie for the first time, like, in 2008, like, were there when it was peaking. That's wild. Yeah. But it was, like, it hits you at that, like, perfect age, mm-hmm. which is... That is also when that happened for me, and it is, uh, that is truly a, a cultural moment that I cannot imagine going through at the age that I'm I'm teaching middle school, which is like that same time. Oh,
2: exactly. Well.
1: The imagining seeing students doing that now um, and feeling that kind of angst. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's no way. There's no, I could not deal with it. So bless those teachers, I guess. Can you explain then how a mixture of, like, your film criticism blended into the feelings that you have about Twilight now?
2: Yeah, definitely. So, okay, again, my parents, they're, like, good people. I don't want to bash them on a podcast they'll never listen to, but, um, you know, they're good (laughs) people. That's very brave
0: of you. I know.
2: (laughs) But, like, they're, so I was not raised by my uh, native counterpart Because you know Messy family stuff um, mm-hmm. I was raised by two Non-Native parents So When it came to Like growing up I really clung to um, Anything Somewhat Native uh, Pocahontas Was a game changer For me Because It was really The only representation I had Until Even growing up In Oklahoma Like it's st- It was still Very erased But And then You know Twilight was the next one And, and that's a def- Definitely a different age Like you said It's like very angsty And like Like, I wanted to like Jacob more because of it, but I was more drawn to Edward. So I was going through a real inner battle, uh, you know, at like 12, 13. And (laughs) (laughs) like on fictional characters, there was a lot going on. And um, so, you know, it it really fell off for me. Like, I, I didn't continue with the fandom until I started writing more about, just indigenous representation uh, just because there is a lot of situations where native people are disconnected from uh, their community or they live in urban areas where maybe their exact culture is not available. So that's kind of why I got involved. And so Twilight for me is one of those like cultural touchstones of my own personal experience as an indigenous person. And it's all because of Jacob. So, um, you know, Jacob Black, shout out to the the fictional Jacob Black. Um, so yeah, the more I looked at it, the more I started seeing, um, some of the issues With the portrayal, you know, I'm Cherokee Nation, so my homelands are like nowadays called North Carolina and Tennessee. And then we got pushed removal wise to Oklahoma. So I knew a lot about Southeastern tribes and even Plain tribes, but I didn't know anything about the Pacific Northwest. Like Mm -hmm. that was not even an area that I knew. So the mention of the uh, Quilliet tribe, like I didn't know that was a real tribe because you know it is common in fiction for people to just make up tribes and they think it's less appropriative. And some native people from different backgrounds think that it's less appropriative. Some people think it's like more appropriative. I don't really know where I stand on that. I think it's kind of weird mm-hmm. just in general, but I thought it was a made up tribe. And it wasn't until I was older and I started like learning more that I was like, Oh, that is not like, that is an actual small tribe. And, you know, La is really their reservation and Forks is really where they live. And then you start learning about the fandom kind of took over that area for them and they never got the financial compensation that they really deserve. So it was just like a lot for me. Cause I, you know, like, It's hard in a world of, you know, capitalism and consumerism to learn that the things that we love or did love or have some kind of nostalgia for are tainted, which, you know, Mm -hmm. it's part of like getting older. You learn that like everything, literally everything is tainted. So um, the more I found out, the more I tried to talk about it. And the more I started writing about film, the more I, I decided that Twilight needed to be something. That I tried to tackle, and it also seems that there's more Indigenous advocates out there who are bringing attention to it lately, which is really cool because it's a it's a smaller tribe, um, but that doesn't make them like you know any less than say even my own tribe, uh, which is the second biggest tribe in the United States. So it's just uh, it's fun to learn about different communities and cultures, and that one is just different than mine. So
1: absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that you had brought up in this piece and we've seen before too that really hammers this home as well is that like there was absolutely no compensation from Stephanie Meyer and she has made way more, like too much money. Yeah. (laughs) Like a ridiculous (laughs) amount of money. And one of the things that Cody and I have talked about before, especially in the past, I think, month or so when we watched a, a documentary that was made Um, back in 2009 is how much effort and uh, a very little research Stephanie went through, Mm -hmm. but the amount of research that she did was so focused on really odd details and nothing about the actual indigenous area around there. So, like, she made sure to know what was on the menu at Bella Italia, but didn't bother to like check in with LaPush and check in it's with so the union that's there. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? like right. why why? Like it's and and I know why. Like right. we we know why. And it's because like Stephanie Meyer's racist and she's perpetuated that with her actions too, but it's right. like what the fuck Stephanie? Like you have done so little here, but the things that you have told us that you've done mm-hmm. are just so minimal. Yeah. <laughs> like it makes no sense. is so frustrating
2: yeah and I mean I know for me like there's a lot of question when it comes to like casting non-native people as natives in movies and the big one was Taylor Lautner which I've had a lot of people Mm -hmm. like even like other natives I follow on Twitter they're like well he's definitely like spicy white because like (laughs) he's like not a (laughs) totally white person like there's no way But it was weird that it's like at first, you know, he didn't claim it. And then all of a sudden, he like talks about it later in an interview. When you're only about 2% of the population, Mm. the threat of angering every single Native American person in this country is like, you know even if we all were behind something, it would be very hard to necessarily overthrow or like completely destroy something like the Twilight franchise. It's just, mm-hmm. we don't have a ton of numbers. So in order to kind of shut people up, it seemed like they were just like, yeah, you're like, you know, say this tribe or, you know, well, we found this in your mother's background. So say that on MTV. And so, and that's kind of what we, we get forced with, which it's, it's hard because, you know, we still matter just because we're not like a great portion of the population yeah there's like a lot of stuff and definitely oh my gosh I'm glad you mentioned it because Stephanie Meyer is definitely racist because the whole thing like don't get me wrong (laughs) vampires being pale is like she did not invent that what she did invent though is like this weird race tension between the love triangle that was so not necessary Mm -hmm. yeah so reading that being older and being like obviously at 12-13 years old I was not going to pick up on that that's not really where you know my experience lied but now that I see it I'm like wow is that kind of like propaganda
1: it definitely to me it reads that way because I think that when I had first read this in in middle to high school which it seems like is kind of when you read it too of like 2007 to 2008 yeah it felt to me it felt very much like oh this is just truth like she read this from something right and because it she I don't know, it was just, like, false confidence that she was coming from. And it's not till reading it again that I was like, hey, what? Hey, Stephanie, (laughs) what the fuck is this? (laughs) Like, why why are you pitting Edward as this, like, this, like, white savior? That they have to be, like, pure and great. And then you're leaning on this trope that the indigenous nations and, like, the indigenous people here are, like, the bad guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that they are somehow, like unintelligent like why are you leaning on these tropes and these stereotypes like what why stop i just want to spray her with a water bottle sometimes and be like knock it off
2: oh that would be good water. that would be that's <laughs> like, like such a very great cathartic. way yeah yeah because it's like you know unless you're the wicked witch of the west water's not gonna really hurt you a lot so <laughs> yeah. like it's just uninventive yeah like do better yeah. right that's it. That's all we're asking is a little bit better. Like, even if you put in a minimal amount of effort, it would have improved a lot.
1: All I ask is that she puts as much effort into her, like, world building as she does with talking about cars and freeways. Oh,
2: my God. Yes. <laughs> like,
1: do better, Stephanie. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. We just want more. Yeah. Do better. Do better, and the fact that it took you this long to release Midnight Sun, and it's still trash, um, right. as we will get to in these next chapters. Oh my god, unfortunate. We have a couple current events here before we return back to Midnight Sun. Um, the first one here, Cody, since I know that you were so spicy about <laughs> this, um, could you share the unfortunate news that came out? Literally a day after we recorded last week. Please. It's
0: so disrespectful, first of all, <laughs> to us personally, but Robert
1: Pattinson has coronavirus. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, um, when you are filming during a pandemic, you get you get it. You get you right, get the, the
0: big bad virus that <laughs> happens when you're you, close to people. <laughs>
1: yeah, you get it. Interesting. Um, yeah,
0: so, like, there was this whole, I think it was Vanity Fair that, like, broke the story, because first it was, like, someone on the Batman set has tested positive, so, like, they've halted production and all this stuff. And then they're, like, is it is it our boy is it robert and they're like it is robert they're like motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) our boy our golden boy no and then immediately they're like okay we'll just like keep doing it though like he can just do his thing and like we'll put the stunt double in there whatever it's like hey how about we just like stop though
1: how about we just pump the brakes right if no if so many so many other places have stopped filming Right. For good reason. Yeah. Because celebrities have been like, oh, well, I'll tote this, like, anti-mask bullshit on Twitter, but, like, I'm not gonna risk my life. Right. Um, maybe we just don't. Yeah. Though. Maybe we don't. And that's okay. It's just stop. Yeah. <laughs> just stop. So he's um, okay. And, like, he's, you know, getting the care. Or he whatever. needs to make his nasty... P- he needs to be alive for so many reasons, but he needs to be alive <laughs> to make his nasty pasta. Okay? <laughs> oh. So, just... Let him stay inside and make his nasty pasta in peace. Yeah. So he'll be okay. Yeah. That's all we ask. God damn it. Fuck. (laughs) Just don't. Just let him be, please. God damn it. Our next piece of news here is a little bit of a doozy. It's taking us to the Forks Chamber of Commerce website, which I can say I've been to before. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We had talked about this previously of the Forever Twilight in Forks, which they do every year around this time um, to celebrate Bella's birthday. Yeah, why not? What they have done, though, instead of canceling it, which they had previously done, said they were going to do they have now moved it all digitally um to our favorite places of facebook live uh <laughs> instagram <laughs> and zoom oh yep so it's all virtual it's all free except if you want to do a virtual 5k which again i still don't know what that is <laughs> I, I don't i don't want to watch anyone watch me run ever um especially digitally. Do any of these events strike your fancy?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just start registering Uh, for all these like Zoom webinars. (laughs) It's like, what? Right, exactly.
2: (laughs) I don't Um, know, those online dance classes, like what kind of dance?
1: I know, they just say dance lessons, they don't say what kind of dance. Here's Um, the thing about this website, there's no
0: specificity (laughs) for any of these events. It's true. To the extent that there is an event that is called Hangout with Bella, Edward, Alice, and Jacob.
1: And at no point do they identify that it's not the actual be- actors. It's just- do Because it doesn't say until you scroll down to the bottom right. that it's Bella, Edward, Jacob, and Alice from the Olympic Coven. I will say I'm not fully convinced that you won't be pitched in MLM. <laughs> on every one of these is yeah, billy
2: burke is, showing up next year yeah. oh oh the t- i was see, the-
1: i think he was supposed to come this year but the newtons happened and so <laughs> right, right. Um, instead they have eric odom who played peter in the franchise who is actually there <laughs> and billy burke will be there next year mm. great so pretty cool love that for a lot of folks i don't know how they're making any money since it's all free. Sure. Uh, But good on them for that, that's great. Our last piece of current events here is some real scientific data, which doesn't happen a lot on this show. Because I don't know a lot about science. The only science that we really talk about on the show is, unfortunately, the science that comes from Stephanie, which, again, I don't know how accurate that is. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and it is a, uh, a slate scientific piece about all 349 murmurs that are in the Twilight Saga. Oh, my God. That are ranked. Truly the investigative journalism. You crave?
2: <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting for this.
1: So I'd like to give a big thank you to... Michelle Hampton for doing the important work of this, so thank you for that. There are so many charts on here, which I was not expecting, but I love it (laughs) a lot. (laughs) <laughs> unsurprisingly Breaking Dawn has the most amount of murmurs Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my favorite and it is hard to choose a, a graph that is my favorite but I think the murmuriest characters <laughs> graph is my favorite Definitely just mine, stacked
0: yeah. up heads it's just <laughs> Edward like ghosting into the abyss like cause there's too many <laughs> to oh, count
1: it's so haunted
0: also the hallucin- hallucination of it. <laughs> The scale is one head
1: equals five murmurs. (laughs) Uh, This took so much time and work to have to calculate that out of all of this stuff that Stephanie Meyer has done, that 64% of these murmurs were into Bella's ear. This is, Mm. yeah. Hello. And then, then 27% of them were into her hair. Why? Just her hair.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Can she hear those?
1: i don't know her hair is too thick and voluminous right
2: it
0: never gets through it just doesn't make it to the ears no that's why he does it so many times because she just misses so many of them
1: oh my god
0: this is awful
1: yeah well is there a worst murmur or a best murmur that really stands out to either of you
2: I think the one that I absolutely despise, and it's in the movie version as well, but it's the whole like the lion fell in love with the lamb. Yeah, yes. I
0: didn't realize that was a, that was technically a murmur. Right, like, that seemed pretty declarative.
1: <laughs> yeah, that seemed pretty strong. That yeah. seemed a little bit more than forty decibels. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, it's also just such a uh, like if anyone said that to me and I, like we were dating, I'd probably be like, Okay, bye. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it's it's things like this that like make it seem that Stephanie really just doesn't understand what certain words mean sometimes. Right. And we'll just use them. This happens a lot in some of the chapters we'll talk about too, where she'll just say things like, she uses darkly a lot, which like means mm-hmm. nothing. And like blackly too, which also is like nothing. That's nothing. What does that
1: yeah, mean? What is that?
0: You're, these adverbs are getting out of control, man. Let's, let's reel it in.
1: <laughs> if only any of her books had had a real editor that was allowed oh, to no. do their job. Right.
0: Listen, ugh, in a different world, in a more just world, <laughs> maybe we would have gotten.
1: Uh, speaking of a just world, I know that you have more of a listener submission than a question, Cody. Could you share that with us?
0: Someone commented on one of our TikToks, um, about the twilighted.net thing that we talked about last week. Um, and they were like, did anyone else get banned from the official Twilight site? I did twice. And I was immediately like, you have to tell me everything. I need to know exactly (laughs) what happened here. What? Twice? what? So, I will read you this testimony. Okay. Okay. So, I would write stories. The rules were very strict. No cussing. No violence. Nada. I wrote one story with one cuss word and got banned immediately. You cannot log in back from your browser. It saved cookies or whatever and would recognize your IP address. So, I used my brother's and made a new account out of spite. I wrote another story, made sure it didn't violate any rules. A week later, I got an email saying my account was banned and flagged for reposting someone else's story, which was mine. (laughs) Holy shit. Just something about that is so. The official Twilight Site was like, no, this, sorry, one cuss, out of here.
1: Out. Why were they so locked down? I don't know. <laughs> Why was this such a
0: militant site? Who were the mods Whoa. on this? Like, what was <laughs> going on?
1: Wow. I didn't even know that on the official Twilight Site you could even have an account on there. I yeah. didn't know either. Apparently that was the case. We have two chapters yeah, yeah. to look at for today. Very dialogue heavy ones, some <laughs> might say. Um, I wish I could apologize for and on Stephanie's behalf, but unfortunately I cannot. No. Um, she and has will not. a lot not. of people to apologize <laughs> for um, and to. So this first chapter here of interrogations um, is following up on what we looked at last week of a, like a little Criminal Minds moment here. Mm -hmm. Um, Before I get into this, um, Shay, how are you doing with Midnight Sun so far?
2: I like, have not (laughs) finished it, I will say. Um, It's like, it's weird because we already know the story, right? So hearing it from Edward's point of view is just, it doesn't necessarily add anything for me because at this point we have the books, we have the movies, we have everyone's commentary on it. And it's just kind of creepy. So I don't know, yes. but I'm still like going to finish it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> right. like, what else am I going to do? So yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like, it's definitely not the worst thing I've ever read. I feel like there's, but at the same time, maybe I'm just like fueled by nostalgia. I'm like, yes, this is, this is pretty, this is what I needed in my life. Right now, during quarantine and COVID in 2020, is more Stephanie Meyer writing about stuff. It's an adventure.
1: Yeah, it's certainly not great. (laughs) Um, I think that my opinions on it have definitely soured as we've gone through this, where at first I was like, oh my god, yes, this is exactly what I needed to make me feel so much better during this time. Um, And then as we continued, I'm like, god damn, this has a lot of typos in it. Okay, that too. (laughs) like how did this when and I think that's something that Cody and I have talked a lot about too was like we saw this writing happen in front of us yeah like we saw when it was announced there was pre-orders and then it wasn't there was no print (laughs) like when she did the GMA announcement like she had not finished it yet Mm. Mm. and at that point you are printing (laughs) like months before you release a book it's already done right you have it printed. Stephanie said no to that. And you can tell. You can tell, which is unfortunate. In these chapters, particularly, I found myself often just being like, uh, I'm very bored of Edward. Uh, He just is very annoying. But there were quite a few notable moments, I think, in in chapter 11 in particular, specifically because in the movie itself this is the part where it's the sunglasses moment. yes too iconic Uh, (laughs) it's so important which is which is definitely great that's for sure so it starts off with stuff that we don't get the movie which is the little like criminal minds moment and then alice always being eager like, wanting to be like, can I be friends with Bella yet? And Edward being like, how dare you? Like, she's mine. Excuse me. Like, she's going to love me, I swear. It's
0: going to be <laughs> totally heterosexual. Totally. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> like,
1: we're going to yep. be friends. Well, you're just going to be friends. And she's like, winking. <laughs> <during that time. laughs> what I will say is that the way that Edward talks about Bella wearing this green sweater oh my is nasty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, how dare she wear this absolute potato sack? (laughs) It takes away all of her delicate curves and she's a shapeless jumble. Um, (laughs) Listen, we've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you just want to be a shapeless jumble. And then he's also like roasting her for acting like she's not warm enough. And it's like, sir- What do you want? Right? Can you decide what you want? Either she's, like, too bundled up or she's exposing too much of her collarbones and you're freaking out. Hello? Decide what you need, please.
0: Pick a struggle, man.
1: (laughs) But I do appreciate, because I relate to this a lot, of, like, Bella running out of her house. She's so in a hurry that she, like, runs into his car and is like, uh you're in my way like this is not usually here (laughs) you're not Um, supposed to be here (laughs) I'm trying to be a main character in my own story right now and you're not usually here which is interesting and then edward having the audacity to be like um so i'm gonna ask you if you want to ride with me today and i'm gonna give you the choice to say no (laughs) and that's that's me being really gracious but i'm already
2: at your house and school starts in like (laughs) five minutes
0: but i'm just gonna let you decide you don't want me to go all the way back by myself, do you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. I hate him so much. He's so annoying. The car talk in here is very similar to what it was in Twilight of them just being like, so, uh, the weather. Great. It's just very boring. But I did like that they, It's pretty similar to what it was in the, the movie where he's like, well, I'm breaking the rules anyway, so fuck it. <laughs> I will say that once... I don't know about what your thoughts were on this, but when they got to school, I found it a little bit insufferable because there is a lot of italics mm. during this chapter. And Stephanie is not really the master of dialogue.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> reading her right dialogue especially when it some of it is like in edward's head is painful to say the least um that is not ideal but i will say that the there was a moment that i enjoyed a lot which is that while edward is waiting for bella and jessica to like finally talk and for her to share her thoughts about how the Port Angeles moment went. Edward for what seems like the first time ever was just like head empty. <laughs> like no thoughts. <laughs> it's like I am processing. <laughs> I'm just absorbing. <laughs> he was like it's a good thing that like my teachers didn't bother to call on me anymore because if they had today would have been the first time that I would have been unprepared and answerless Mm -hmm. just absolutely no thoughts in this brain because I'm just a shell of a human right right now
0: got nothing going on here
1: just all gone focusing on other people's conversations (laughs) there's a moment
0: here where he's like talking about Angela and like listening to yes. her thoughts which oh, was very, yeah. very sweet um first of all Angela love her deserves love better her so she's the best and like Edward is like oh Angela's so nice like it was so chill of her to like always just be thinking nice thoughts about Bella and not like Jessica being really mean all the time <laughs> <laughs> like that's cool like that's cool of her and he was like I gotta like repay her for like being cool at like Bella Italia or whatever yes. all that stuff and the first thing out of his brain is like, oh, what do girls like? What does she want? A bobble? A toy? Perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Edward, have you talked to a human woman before? I don't think you've seen it. A bobble? What? I know you're old as shit, but like, what? <laughs> What is that? He just
1: brings, like, an actual stick from the woods <laughs> to Angela and is like, here is my
0: offering, ma'am. I've brought you Christmas ornaments. I don't know. Does that what girls like? <laughs> here's a gift. It's unmarked. I'm not going to tell you it's from me, but here's just some
1: ornaments. What? I brought you a single Lincoln log, Right. Angela. My wife. I got you Legos. Do you like them? <laughs> oh, fuck. If someone brought me Legos, I'd actually be really
2: happy. <laughs> but if it was anonymous, I'd probably be like, who bought me Legos and just, like, left right. them on my doorstep? <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> An true. unmarked box of Legos has a very threatening aura to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be a little it's scared. It's a bad
1: energy. <laughs> An open box of Legos, just like in her car. Like he just got really nervous all of a sudden. It's like, God damn it, Edward! <laughs> like now these are just a nuisance. Oh God damn it, Edward! You're such a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's just so annoying. He gets obviously very upset when Bella's like, "Oh yeah, I like him more than he likes me." Oh my God! Um, and it's really awkward. And he's like, "This girl, how <laughs> dare she!" And he's Like, don't you know Didn't I love just you? Say- <laughs> right?
2: He's like, I, "I." What does he say? Something about. I basically could have said it last night. I could have said that I loved her last night, and I'm like, "Oh my god, chill out! You're still thinking about like eating her." So, like,
0: I don't know if you (laughs) know what. Fully transition out of that first, right? Exactly. (laughs) I don't think love is
2: like. I'm also thinking about like sucking your blood, literally. Sure. So
1: weird. (laughs) When they finally get to lunch, I do remember this being one of my favorite scenes in Twilight. Just because it's hilarious to watch Edward like feign eating for the first time. Mm-hmm. So they have lunch, they have their little charcuterie board. Um, <laughs> and the wild thing about all of this is like Bella's is just like not saying anything. And so Edward's just grabbing like one of everything. And he's like, Do you like that? Do you like, I don't, what do you like? I'll just grab everything. <laughs> And she finally looks at him and is like, what the hell are you doing? I can't eat all of this. And he's like, well, obviously I'm going to eat it too. So, mm." and so during all of these conversations, she's just like holding the apple and it's like, okay, Stephanie, you got it. We got it. We got it. Jesus. (laughs) And there's a lot of conversation parts that they have here that are like sort of important. They're not really that important. The one part that is very noticeable and worth noting, I should say, is the part where Bella asks if he'll eat something and he's like fuck you I'll eat something it doesn't matter what it is and so he doesn't really like look down at what it is he just takes a bite and he's like all right yeah I ate it great are you happy now and then they
0: talk about eating dirt yes just like a logical next question (laughs)
2: like someone dared me to eat dirt once and I'm like what is this conversation (laughs) That's why her favorite color is brown. This is the rich backstory I craved.
1: You know, this is what I wish. <laughs> Childhood memories. Yeah. It's so annoying because the whole part of that, too, is that Edward's like, ugh. I finally looked down and noticed I took a bite of pizza and he's like, ugh. Gonna have to throw this up later. And it's like, great. I'm so glad, Stephanie, that you were like perpetuating these eating standards of what you consider to be the perfect human. But also the idea of this like vampire just like throwing up this pizza is odd. Yeah. But yeah, Bella being like, so like dirt, huh? Like can you do that now? It's a lot for them, especially when she's like wanting to see him hunt. Um, um and he's like, please don't. No, please no, not <laughs> I'm still, again, trying to make sure that I don't kill you. I cannot have you around there. The next chapter, again, Edward trying to do a kindness for Angela. It's cute. It's cute. Yeah. But before he can do the whole <laughs> acting thing with Emmett, we get a good old transition in <laughs> bio class to everyone's favorite movie, <laughs> Lorenzo Soil. <laughs> I can't hold that in because I laugh so
0: hard reading that. Like what? What the fuck, Stephanie? Where did this come from? What fucking like cavern of her brain did you pull that out from being like, that's it. That's the one.
2: Well, okay. I will say I watched this in school. I watched it for some reason. I took like a child development class and we had a daycare on campus at my high school Hey it was really weird because like we would help with the kids one day and then the next day watch another part of Lorenzo's oil. I don't really know why. And I just remember everyone talking about it because we were like, does that really happen? Like, we didn't know anything (laughs) about, like, childhood (laughs) development, despite that being our course. But yeah, so it was really funny because I hadn't really heard the movie mentioned since I was a sophomore in high
1: school when I watched it. So yeah, thank you, Stephanie, for adding that one in. Especially when she's talking about this movie, which, from when I last watched it, not a horny movie. No. (laughs) No. And yet, she, as soon as the lights go down in this... Bio class. Bella and Edward are like great, so we're gonna sit here, arms crossed, not look at each other, but we're gonna fuck. (laughs) This there's gonna be vibrations and tension between us, and it's gonna feel like sex between us. (laughs) Hello, this kid is like dying. Right? Not the mood. I don't Uh, think that's not the vibe that I got when I watched Lorenzo's oil, Stephanie. (laughs) But again, like she also sees Romeo and Juliet and she's like, you know what? That's about yearning.
0: Right. Well, that's that's true, too, that like Stephanie Meyer is so distanced from this ever being read as a horny text that she just doesn't even conceptualize that like in any other scene that it can be interpreted that way. It's like, oh, well, they're it's just true. like vibing, you know, and watching yeah. Lorenzo's oil in
1: biology class. And it's like, <laughs> right. So class is over. Then they go to Spanish class. And we get a little bit of an acting moment from Emmett and Edward here. <laughs> More of this.
0: I want all of. I, th- I want a whole <laughs> book of this. These scoundrels getting into <laughs>
1: hijinks. <laughs> I want improv class with Emmett and Edward, please and thank you. Uh, Give me a drama class in here. Come on. Audition for the school
0: play? Let's do it. Let's get wild. Oh my god. I guess that's what fan fiction is for, but this is essentially Stephanie Meyer writing her own fan fiction again. So like, let's play in the space,
1: huh? It's true. Let's have a little fun. What I would give to see Emmett and Edward and Jasper all in school theater. Oh my god. So good. Ugh. I need it so badly because this part was hilarious. <laughs> um, especially when Ben just like fucking folded and just went right into their hands and was like, hey, I like her, so hmm. So back off, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's what? So I don't even funny. care that she's 600 taller than me. I don't I don't care, okay? I'm gonna ask
1: her out because it's, it's cool and I like her. I like my women like I like trees, okay? Yeah. So back off someone who's really beautiful and kind of hot, too. What the fuck, yeah. Edward? God, yeah. so That funny. scene
0: just ends and he's like, also, do you want to like hang out later? Like, <laughs> Also, we're going to be watching
1: Lorenzo's oil again, Edward. Right. Uh, so this movie's really long, over? so if like, you want to sit next to me... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can sit in the middle, Edward, and we'll just, like, hang out and <laughs> eat a lot of popcorn. And then this chapter ends with just, like, real fucking pettiness from Edward and Rosalie. Just, like, a good old petty moment. Yeah, Rosalie's
0: like, them. I'm gonna destroy your car. And what I would give to have seen that happen. Right. Oh, my oh. There's so much fury in her eyes. <laughs> I love her. So much.
1: Absolutely. Rage out, queen, you know? (laughs) Do what you gotta do to cope, you know? She's so mad, and she's right to be mad. It's true. Because this is her school, and she didn't ask to be in high school, but she's just trying to get through it, and it's her senior year. Is it her first senior year? No. But she's just trying to get through her senior year. Yeah. And Edward is fucking it up. And Edward is and spilling the explain. beans left and right. And she's like, motherfucker. He's throwing these beans on people's heads. Yeah. And she's just like, Can you knock it off? Right. And he says, no. <laughs> beans to everyone. Free the beans.
0: <laughs> Hashtag free the
1: beans. <laughs> but this does leave off with um next week when we read chapters 13 and 14 that they are going to finally hike to the meadow which reading that in uh edward's perspective when he fucking yeets that tree um, is going to be really interesting yeah oh boy which makes me very nervous personally but i'm looking forward to it yeah Uh, i don't
2: know if i can see that the same though now that i know that she wants to see him hunt so badly Oh, like yeah. that oh. forever is going to just be a shadow over their relationship because like totally. in no way if I knew that like my partner was a vampire would I be like actually no I take that back I probably would also want to see it happen. <laughs> I don't know like I started talking that maybe I wouldn't and then I'm like actually no I, I think I do. It might be kind of cool but at the same time like can they control their hunger and are they just going to kill you? I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's true mm. it's the decisions you gotta make yeah partner's a vampire you know yeah
1: Bella likes to live for the danger and I respect that It's true since day one right <laughs> I get it I mean I get it I I get it yeah we have a fantastic list of patrons here Hell yeah. which chapter title from mm-hmm. the sun they are so I'm gonna start by thinking Kylie Minty beep, 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 beep. you are going to be obviously chapter six Blood type. Fantastic. Shout out Elizabeth James. Pew,
0: pew, pew, pew. It's going to be chapter 17, Confessions. Oh, shit.
2: Ooh. Shout out to Alexandra Black. Pew, 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 Ooh, pew. you're going to be chapter 29, which is Inevitability. Wow.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Um, shout out to Jess Love, who's pew, pew, going pew, pew, to pew. be. <laughs> Chapter 20, Carlisle. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Oh,
2: Carlisle's great.
0: (sighs) Let him speak. (laughs) Shout out Alex Dornan, who's going to be number four, Visions.
2: Okay, and shout out to Carrie Goldberg.
0: I'm going to go ahead and give you number
2: one with
1: First Sight. Hell yeah. Oh, shit (laughs) shout out to mickey meyer who's going to be number three risk
0: shout out to maggie quinn
1: who's gonna be number 19
0: home
2: Aww. (laughs) okay shout out to katie weber Mm, i got a good one for you chapter 28 three conversations
1: oh shit all right! Shout out to Zoe Steele, boing, boing, who's gonna boing. be, uh, yeah, chapter thirteen, another complication, <laughs> another one. <laughs> shout out to Rebecca
0: Cullen, who's gonna be number twenty-seven, chores. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man. <laughs> shout out to
2: Elizabeth Swan who bling, bling, bling. is going to get number 18, Mind
1: Over Matter. Ooh. Shout out to Amy Taylor, bling, bling, bling. who's going to be number 10, Theory. Nice. Shout out, Mulch
0: Gray. Mulch Gray. <laughs> you got to do it for Mulch. going to be number eight, Ghost.
2: Ooh.
1: Local cryptid, Mulch Gray. Mulch is a cryptid, so it's fitting. That's true.
2: Okay, Taylor Browntown Lautner, I'm giving oh. you.
1: <laughs> Shay's coming for your brand.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna give you
1: Port Angeles. Shout out to my mom, Kelly Beck. <laughs> woo woo. Who's gonna Who's gonna be number sixteen? The knot. Hell yeah.
0: So Aaron Salinger. Who's gonna be number twenty six? Blood. Oh. Ooh.
2: Appropriate title oh. for a vampire <laughs> novel,
0: right? Blood. Exactly. So
2: shout out to <laughs> Sophia Salinger. I'm gonna Thank go God. ahead and give you the epilogue. An occasion quote.
1: Oh, <laughs> all right. Shout out to Donna Cavanaugh, oh, my way. who is gonna be number fourteen closer. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Shout out oh. Catherine Hale. <laughs> who's gonna be number 23
1: goodbyes
2: oh Ooh, last one i gotta i gotta make sure it's really good
1: <laughs> you okay. gotta sell it
2: yeah i believe in you shout
0: out to okay. casey martini should i say Ooh. the um
1: okay oh Cody, yeah you want to explain oh yeah I- <laughs> so
0: casey's a new patron welcome first of all, Casey. Your name is Casey Martini because uh, we've decided to give you a a name from Fifty Shades of Grey, but there's not many of those, and so Mm. we found out that the person who plays Taylor, Jason Taylor, his last name is Martini, and I thought that was funny, so that's your name. Congratulations.
2: (laughs) It is a pretty good name. That's the
0: story. It's great. It has a lot of, like, chutzpah to it. Like, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I I love
2: it. I'm gonna congratulate Casey with, oh, where'd it go? Oh, chapter 24, <laughs> Ambush. Hell yeah.
1: Ooh. So this is the part that I've been most excited for this whole time. This is our fanfic corner. So Shay, what did you bring to the space for Okay, so
2: I read a lot of fanfic. And <laughs> I, I read a lot of crossovers between like Twilight and Star Wars because I'm a big Star Wars fan. And those were very interesting. Ooh. But then mm. I found a little bit of a crossover subgenre of fanfic that is basketball twilight crossover
1: oh hell yeah yeah. let's go sports (laughs) yeah i
2: was like why not bring bring it in you know um so this one is called basketball bella by x.baby666.x hell yeah so yeah it, it looks like it was last updated in 2011 and i it's pretty good Okay, so it's honestly from the very beginning. So if you wanna find it, I just wanna shout out everyone there. Um, But chapter one, Arrival. I am Bella Swan. I am 16 years old and I have two sisters called Alice and Rosalie. We're all orphans. My parents died six years ago on their way to my basketball signing. Every day, all I can think is that if I was not at that signing, then my mom and dad wouldn't have died. They would still be alive then I would get to live the life of a teenager, not a provider. But the past is the past and I'm a provider. Ever since they died, I thought it was my fault, so I took the role of the provider and I grew up very quickly. If you've met me, you wouldn't think I was a 16-year-old girl with a passion for basketball. you think I was an adopted mother to my sisters. As their provider, I have done all that I can for my sisters, but I am now on a mission. Today, I'm going to meet up with my manager of the varsity basketball team who is working with the university. They have specifically asked for me, knowing I am number one in the basketball professions, with my manager, Esme Cullen, to get me to sign with them. The only way I will sign with them is if me and my sisters all get a full scholarship to that university. As I park up my bright neon green Mitsubishi, that's a really hard word for me to say, Mitsubishi (laughs) Eclipse, I think of all the ways I can get them to change their minds if they say no to giving my sisters a scholarship. We come as a deal, me and my sisters, or not at all. As I get out of my car, I notice my manager waiting to give a debriefing of the meeting. Hello, Esme. How are you? We began to walk into the university main building. I am fine, thank you. As you have asked, I have checked the reputation of this university, and it came up all good. I've also sent both my sons and my adopted son to this school, as they are performing at their greatest and will come out with the best possible grades. As you know, this is an Ivy League. She began to speak as we walked into the warm office. Hello, my name is I- Isabella Swan, and I'm here to speak to Coach Clapp. I asked politely to the receptionist. Yet, Miss Swan, he has been waiting your arrival. He also sent Emmett Cullen to sk- escort you to the sports meeting room because he is the captain of the football team. Then a big, very muscled young man came walking through the front door and came straight to Esme and kissed her on the cheek, saying, "Hello, mom." And this must be all famous Isabel Swan, Bella. I am mumbled, <laughs> "Sorry." <laughs> Now the mumbling is, you know, I mumbled under my breath knowing this was Esme's eldest son. Hello, darling, Emmett said with his widest smile. I have noticed after all the years with Esme that she always has the brightest smile when talking with her family. If you follow me this way, he said, pointing to the door on his right, I will lead you to Coach Clapp's meeting room. So, yeah, I just, that was was it, essentially. I mean, it goes on for a while. Wow. Um, Mm -hmm. And... I, I read a couple of basketball ones, and I liked this one because, it, you know, there was a couple where Bella and Emmett are actually now in love. Um, <laughs> I found that very interesting because I saw no chemistry between the two of them. Um,
0: sure. But, yeah.
2: but you know, I liked this because it it, it breaks the family roles into uh, different, you know, than what we know. So. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, Bella, yeah. the basketball player. Look at her. Yeah
1: good for her (laughs) I love a coordinated woman yeah (laughs) even
2: though she like she's not incredibly you know coordinated but maybe she is on the basketball court maybe we just never threw her there
0: it's true never really got to see her shine
2: yeah
1: the chance you know
2: she could have really made it far we don't know
1: (laughs) oh Oh, my goodness Um, she it has been a joy to have you on here Um, I'm so glad that you were able to make it. Where can folks find you online to be able to support your work? Yeah, no,
2: thank you guys for having me on. This is very fun to talk about. Um, Great company. I needed some great company in my life. But yeah, if people want to find me, (laughs) the best place to find me is on all social media is at just J-U-S-T. And then my first and last name, which is spelt weird. So it's S-A-G-A-V-A-S-S-A-R. Because I am just Shay Vassar. So, yeah, that's it. Hell yeah.
1: And you also have a patron, too, if I'm not mistaken. I, I do.
2: I, like, make weird videos about what I'm writing about. And um, so, yeah, if anyone ever wants to, like, throw me a couple dollar signs, I'm never... <laughs> That actually just reminds me, I need to Venmo Venmo my boyfriend. We went grocery shopping today and I didn't pay him half. So I have to throw him dollar signs. So if anyone wants to throw me dollar signs, you know, I'm always down for that.
1: Absolutely. That's a great idea. Um, It has been an absolute joy. You are always welcome back on here to talk about basketball, which I know nothing about, even though I played it for years or literally anything else. So thank you so much. Um, and as we say here um, on the burning West Coast... Get bit. Get whipped. Ooh. Ooh. woo
0: Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com Into the Twilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Carell.